it's not about being worried. We just needed uh, some urgency, and it wasn't there. Now, if we start every game with a sense of, of urgency, and we communicate the way we did, and and also have that toughness that we that we have every night, we're going to be, I think, the best defensive team in the league. There's Rudy Gobert after the Jazz beat the Clippers. DJ and PK reminding you to join Scotty and Hands Friday from noon to three at Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, 3131 Main Street. All right, you're going to finish your thought. That's a sense of urgency. And I love hearing Thriller. Reminds me when I was in my dance troupe in college and we do the performances. Dance troupe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was way into dance. I don't have any problem saying it. And if you guys don't like it, well, you know what you can do. You call it a troop or a crew? It was a dance troupe. Okay. Yeah. Dun, 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 thriller. Thriller. Yeah. It's what we did. All right. Finish your thought. (laughs) And another thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going on about the Jazz and this sample size, and yep. it hasn't been the best of competition. Right. All that stuff is true. Fact. I have no problem with anybody saying any of that, because Good. it's all as you just said. Because I just said it. <laughs> and, but it's, it's fact. <laughs> and I don't want to get picked on it, again. <laughs> it's all there. Okay. But the thing that I would add, the caveat, which I has like become it. the word of the week. It absolutely is. Thank you, Riley. <laughs> Riley Jensen. I don't even remember what caveat he was dropping. <laughs> but the, uh, it was about the Utes being the best college football team in the history of the state, yes. surpassing oh, Sugar okay. Bowl Utes, okay. Fiesta Bowl okay. Utes, okay. 84 Cougars, okay. Merlin Cotton Bowl, Merlin Olsen, all of them. Okay. These Utes are the best. He said, well, with the caveat. The caveat. Yeah, I didn't even know. He I mean, spoke. they got they got to. I didn't gotta, even know he spoke Spanish. They got to keep doing it. The caveat that I will add is. Two, while the Jazz, this, this, and this, right. takes away from the 4-1 start, the thing that I would add, as I look at the West, and that's all I'm concerned about at the West, because sure. you got to get out of the West right. to get to the finals, is I don't see, and the Clippers haven't been at full strength, I don't see, and that's my caveat for the Clippers, I don't see anybody else out there that looks like they're overwhelmingly better than the Jazz. Well, let me, on behalf of Laker fan and all the Southern California transplants here in Utah, what about the Lakers? What about them? I don't necessarily see them as being that much better than the Jazz. Well, they beat them and it wasn't I, all that I got it. I got it. I, I got it. I got it. I understand that. And, and, and the, uh, but you'll just say, hey, that's a one-off in one regular season game and it hasn't convinced you of anything. And was out, they were without triple bogey. Right. And he's a critical component. And the thing that I love about him, and I'm going to make this statement now. Here it is. Hope like it. Hope it. Hope it holds up. <laughs> I do. I do. He strikes me. This is my gut instinct here. Okay, here we go. This is the same gut instinct that said, "Man, that Rudy Gobert guy. He's not just some soft Euro French dude. That guy's got an edge. You should talk to him, DJ. Mm-hmm. Right when, when he was a rookie or uh-huh. G League dude. Right." I get the sense. Here we go. That Bogey is a big time player in big time moments and big time games. So funny you say that. At a shoot around yesterday, and I was there and you weren't. And so at shoot around yesterday, he was asked if um, if the injury last year to uh, Oladipo really um, if that made him, forced him to become a better player and grow his game, or if that's the guy he was and it was just the opportunity. And there's this long pause, and you could just feel like, I'm the new guy. I don't know how this will sound. 
Ah, bleep it. I don't want to lie. You could just kind of feel that like going through his mind. I know I'm mind reading here, so maybe I should. But that was there was this pause and there was this little smile. And I thought that's what he's thinking. He says, I would have to say it was more the opportunity. He said, this is the way I played in Europe. But when I came here, there are better players in the NBA. Sure. And you have to fit in and earn your spot. Right. But when Oladipo went down, there was you couldn't fit that into was it. His spot. I had to do it. He says, "But I knew I could because I'd done it." You know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit well, there, but that's, that's basically the gist of it. And the confidence level he had, and it was, um, it wasn't uh, as you like to say, braggadocio. Mm-hmm. But it was just, well, I I know this is true. Now I know it might not sound great because I'm saying it about me, but. Say it. It's the truth, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That was what I kind of got from his tone and his body language and the little pause and the little smile. So it's yeah, he's not yeah. sitting here going, wow, I'm really playing well. I'm surprised by this no. at all. I'm, a, at I'm all. a baller. I can. But see, the thing is, when you're the complimentary guy, you are supposed to stand over there and hit the open shot. As opposed to, now I've got the ball in my hands, right. I'm going to take guys off the dribble, I'm going to swing it and create for other guys in that, but I'm going to hit and I'm going to take some tough shots and I'm going to hit them slightly contested. Because when you're the role guy, don't take that contested shot. Get it back to the star, in this case Donovan Mitchell, but wherever. Get it well, back to the star and let him take the contested shot. If he was you only drafted, take open shots. If he was drafted by the Jazz 10 years ago with the number 9 pick, you know who he'd be compared to very, very favorably? Gordon Hayward. Exactly. Ha-ha! I got that one right. Because he came along at a time where they needed somebody, and it was him. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing of Bogey, he can do the same. What he should have just simply said, that could have summed it up with, I will break you. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> That's what he should have said. But I heard your voice saying that while he was talking. I will break <laughs> you. That's what he should have said. Because I'm expecting, and I could be off, but my gut is telling me, that when we get to the postseason, we still got months to go, that he is going to flourish. He's not going to shy away from the moment and this exuberance and this intensity and this passion that you're seeing with him play now will be there when it needs to be there in the most, and that's starting April. And then we're going to see him hitting big shots. He's going to be better than Hayward was in the postseason. Because he's going to seize the big moment. Yes, and he's 30 years old right now, too, right? He's not a kid. He's been around. He knows the lay of the land in the NBA. And most importantly, his teammates know. And we see players on this team, because they're veterans, it's great that Conley scored and she made 11 baskets and all that. But I really believe when we get in the postseason, Conley would be absolutely fine making three or four baskets as long as you're making 11 and 12 and Mitchell's making 10 or 12 and so on and so forth. The point being that they win the game. So they're going to have no problem getting Bogdanovich the basketball and let him do his thing because they have literally never had a player like him since this league morphed into a three-point league to be able to do all the things and as he gets more familiar when he's driving he's going to get more familiar with okay you're there you're here I know if somebody's sliding over and double teaming and creating a block and, and, and impeding my path that player XYZ whoever it is is standing there out on the floor being able to make the play so I expect them, they're playing well now, to play even way substantially better when it matters. And as I look around the West, I don't see any team that jumps out at me. And maybe I'm off the, maybe I'm homerish here. And I obviously want them to win. So I, am, I do have my own biases. I see these guys being able to compete with anybody. Now, they haven't played Denver. So 
We'll that see. wasn't the one I was worried about. I well, think, think you've got to give Denver respect. <laughs> They've earned respect. Agreed, but they don't jump off the page as being that much better. Uh, I, I think it would be. I, I, neither do I, but I haven't seen them play Denver yet. I thought if they played Denver a year ago, it would have been a long series, and then, you know, who knows who would have made plays at the end and won it. Could have gone either way. Maybe Denver would have won it. Maybe the Jazz would have. But last now, year? Well, last, last year's year. a whole different versus this year. Right. And now the Jazz right. have upgraded, so that seems to be worst case scenario with Denver. Well, this, but we'll see when they play. This is like a massive upgrade. You're, you're, you went from barely thin carpet to having like a foot deep a cushion. Ooh. Your feet sink on this carpet. Ah, well, you better get zero resin because when it's a foot deep, man, stuff will sink down in the carpet. But it's brand new now. Sweet. And so, yeah, we'll have them out. We'll have them out at the All-Star break. Because <laughs> the house will have been tracked up by then. Get the deep clean. It's zero res. Get you with the patented process. I want you to remember. It's always they have zero the clear, res. The clear whatever thing so you can see the water and see how gray it gets so that you, you know they're doing a good job. Well, that, that means that, that I think what you're admitting is that you haven't had zero res out to your home. We have. I wasn't there. But we did have them out. And my wife did like them. Oh, were you, yeah. were you with the, you were having an executive meeting? I was here with you, actually. Oh. <laughs> it was a first thing in the morning deal. Oh, good. yeah, because when they tell you they're going to be there right at that's, 9 o'clock, they show up right at that, 9 o'clock. Another that's, reason. That's good, because nobody wants to sit around for six hours. Yeah, regardless. Looking at, you, looking at you, cable satellite company. No, they don't. That's not who Zero Res is. But this team, yeah, the upgrade that they've had, it's, it's like going from... A Pinto to a Cadillac. It's like going from one of the cars I drive to one of the cars Monson drives. Oh, baby. Yeah. Sweet. And like when I say my car versus one of the cars, (laughs) which reminds me, Gary Anderson from now on, when we have Gary Anderson on Monday, you have to have lead in with the cars. That is true. Because she's my best friend's girl. She's my best friend's girl, and she used to be mine. That's entirely too loud. It's so fine. Rick Ocasek, ladies and gentlemen. Because he said his favorite band was the Cars. And he hopes Friday night, let the good times roll. (laughs) You can mock me. I don't care. care. You can love me just about anywhere. Because ah, 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 you're all I've got tonight. You know what's good about this? I'm not sure the next update's going to be good, but now nobody's going to hear it anyway because everybody's turned the stage. I need you when? Tonight. Yuck, you laughing with me or you laughing at me? Little both. That's what I thought. I don't care if you even the score. Ow. I don't care. You can mock me. Just about anywhere. Why? Because when it comes to the jazz? You know why? Why? It's all right. The only reason people would still be listening right now is to find out how much worse it can get. No, because they respect good musical talent. Is the elevator gun all the way to the bottom? Hey. Or have we got a subterranean garage? I need you when? Tonight. Put it out there right now. If they don't want me to sing, I will never sing again. The next 10 tweets we get or apps. You know, at this point, and I we'll don't, add them up. This is one time I don't think you split people in half. 
You think it's overwhelming? You want me to sing? <laughs> I really don't. Oh, <laughs> really on don't. Halloween, you're. Yep. Why do you have to be on Halloween? You have to be a Halloweeny. Because I'm scared, and you've scared me. I guarantee you. Put it out there, because we've never asked All the people. All right. We've been doing this show almost 18 years. We've never asked the people, do they want me to sing? Because if they say no, I won't do it. Right here and now. We're going in. Tomorrow's November 1st. And, Yach, November 1st is a big, big day in a James household. Big, big day. We'll talk about that tomorrow. All sorts of candles. Yeah, then I'll call in sick. <laughs> And it's a Friday. Oh, could you imagine what Honey has planned for DJ tomorrow? The candles and candlelight. (laughs) You're all I've got tonight. Tonight. I need you. When? Tonight. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Who's going to drive you home? (laughs) You're really happy with you right now. This is way better than breaking down the jazz win. And I'm fabulous. Just ask me. A Friday. His birthday falls on a Friday. Yes, it does. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the cake? (laughs) And the icing. You are awesome. I am awesome. I'm feeling very awesome. We need 10 people. And we'll add it up. And if they say, don't sing... I'm out. I'll never sing again. They're already flying in. <laughs> I haven't even put the question out yet. Oh no, you don't even you don't even need to put that question up. <laughs> For many people, they're all I've got this morning. For example, PK, sing it, baby. It's why I listen. Uh-huh. 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 As compared to just let PK sing his heart out. <laughs> Followed by, if I wanted to hear crappy old rock songs, I'd be listening to another station. <laughs> nice. What do you mean crappy old rock songs? You're going against Gary Anderson. <laughs> Jared, Jared just sending the guys. <laughs> Five guys in a car. <laughs> Headbanging. <laughs> From Wayne's, how Wayne's about, World. How about, yeah, it's Wayne's there? World. And, and how about Mike Myers uh, in the movie? And they're talking about this song. He's, this isn't the kind of song guys are going to drive around on a car thrashing their head to. I want to rock and roll all night. <laughs> all right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Bowler's coming up next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The worst additions on American Idol are the best entertainment. Sing, PK, sing. <laughs> Gotta give them what they want. Absolutely, that's the best PK has ever done. Oh, I'm sorry, am I supposed to be reading scores now? My bad. Jazz beat the Clippers 110-96. to They're off today. They play Sacramento tomorrow. The Kings are 0-5 after losing last night to the Hornets, 118-111. NBA action tonight. TNT has a doubleheader. Miami and Atlanta, the early game at 5 o'clock. Denver and New Orleans, the late game at 7.30. ESPN has college football undefeated in 12th-ranked Baylor playing West Virginia in a Big 12 game. In the NFL, it's the undefeated 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. The game kicks off at 6.20 on Fox and the NFL Network. You can listen to it right here on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy. If you want better health and to feel better, check out Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy and ask about the Zone listener specials on cryotherapy, IV drips, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, and more. Visit Restore.com for more details. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. People are asking me what the biggest difference is with this team. I could go on and on and on about the defense. The biggest difference is Tyler Huntley's development as a quarterback. I will reiterate this to everybody who loves to tweet at me after a Utah State game. Yes, Tyler Huntley is the best quarterback in the state. Yes, he is. And it's not even close. And I think that that's what's taken Utah to the next level because they've had the defense. They've had the run game. This is a new level with Tyler Huntley and his quarterback play. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bolojack. He's on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Bowler, good morning. DJ, PK, how are you? Good, but we have a question for you. Let's hear it. We need advice on, on how to handle ourselves here. Okay. You, you've been around the block. How many years have you been calling jazz games on TV now? Uh, 15th now. Wow. Unreal. Not counting the two you did way back in the day as an analyst, right? Not counting the two way okay. back in the day. Right. How about that? still makes me laugh. I'm, I'm Hot Rod's analyst. I, I find that still <laughs> kind of humorous. Hot Rod, let me yeah, tell you what just happened there because hey, I'm not yeah, sure look, you understood well, hold it. Hold on. Hold on, Hot Rod. Look, just, yeah. just hold the mic, pal. Hey, Greg. There's a deal. I they, saw the screen to pick and roll and just wasn't working tonight. Okay. They used to have me on the jazz pre-half and post-TV show, so what the hell, huh? <laughs> you know, that's what happens when uh, the old days the local TV stations would have contracts, right? And so they yep. they jumped and and uh, Nance left for CBS, and I got called into the office and said, "Guess what you do?" I said, "Really? Okay." I know. I hear you. All right. So here's the question going forward on how we handle this. So the Jazz were picked to be one of the best teams in the NBA, and now they're coming out here and they're four and one. And they've got uh, more offensive weapons that are thrilling everybody. But early on, they still look—they look like the best defensive team in the league. The defensive rating, the points per game—it all looks great. So, should people just lose their minds and let her rip, or sample size people? It's five games. They yeah. played some of the worst teams in the league. When they do get one of the better teams, they either lose to the Lakers or they're playing the Clippers. And Kawhi and Paul George aren't there, so you're not the, one of the better teams in the league if you don't have those two guys. Maybe the Suns win with something. Maybe the Suns have something. They're three and two through five games. We'll see. Uh, what do you think? Or this really, these first five games have convinced you, yeah, all the preseason analysis is right. This is one of the better teams, and there's going to be drama in the spring. I think it's the uh, the latter, the the second one, where you just you only have a five game sample size, uh, guys, and I think that's important to understand. Um, you know what's amazing is that the defense was the absolute uh, biggest story during the preseason because there wasn't much of any defense, and now overnight the switch is turned on and, and Gobert, and they seem to be more connected as ever. So that's good, but it's still a work in progress, as I see uh, with my time you know, behind those closed doors, uh, guys, at, at, the, at the, the basketball campus, Zion's basketball campus. And so, you know, last night I was thinking exactly that, too. I mean, is it, is, have they busted through? Look, they, 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 they actually they put a big crack in the wall last night, but – your point is well taken. I think fans have to still remember the Clippers are very good, and they have the coming in last night. They had the best bench in the league with Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell at sixty-one points a game, and that's a small sample size too, mind you. But the sample size includes for the Clippers as well: uh, Kawhi load management and Paul George shoulder, you know, rehab. So it's it may not give us the, it doesn't give us the true 
uh, true look of what the Clippers are. But, you know, for now, you play him again on Sunday night. I'm guessing Kawhi plays. He'll be scheduled to play tonight at home against San Antonio. So maybe you get another true look after the Sacramento game on Sunday uh, with Kawhi in the lineup. Maybe that gives us a better – I think that will give us a better feel with Kawhi on the floor. But the feel-good part of it, guys, is the fact that Conley, you know, finally busted loose last night, and the emotion in the building was was unbelievable. I haven't heard chance uh, in quite a while. And for a new guy, I think uh, they have engaged with him very quickly, and their hopes, DJ, of what you just said about – Western Conference champion, a real run of the title. I'd say they knew when the Jazz made that deal that a lot of those hopes ride on his shoulders. And last night, I just sat back and go, wow, they are chanting his name. Game five already. And it's because what they expected finally occurred last night with a really incredible third quarter of performance. So because they play we draw conclusions game one to yep. game 82 every game we draw conclusions and we overstate we understate what have you we just it's just the nature of this business that we're in and it's the nature of being a fan so that's the reality of it and a lot of it is flawed but some of it is spot on so i wanted to throw some things at you that i feel like i've learned about this ball club even though it's only been a week and you can disagree agree add subtract okay. whatever you want so my three things and i said this earlier earlier was that Bogdanovich is a big-time player who is willing to take and will make big-time shots. So I've got that one as one, as he is a big-time player, better than I thought. I love his passion, love his enthusiasm, love his desire to flourish in the biggest moments. So I got that. My second one is Moutier, better contributor than I thought, and I like to say he puts me in a great Moutier. And third... Well done. Jeff Green with the threes. Now, Jeff Green's been around a long time, but his ability to make the three is a little bit better than I thought. So those are my three things that I can say I've learned about these this team and these obviously individuals over one week sample size. So your reaction, agree, disagree, add, subtract, whatever you want. Well, I'm going to go with Bullion first, and I think I'm going to add to that PK of your assessment. I, 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 he's more of an athlete than I expected, and uh, and I think what I saw too over this five game sample size, I, I agree with you totally about passion. Man, that guy, he's a baller. Uh, he's a tough guy, but also he has athleticism that I wasn't expecting to see him run balls at the rim and finish and take contact inside and, and get the job done and then step back out and just show his great touch from three. So that's just an addition to your your comment. And with Moutier, I, 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 the thing he has to do is continue to kind of just improve with this system and cut on cut down on the turnovers. But the beauty of Emmanuel Moutier, he wanted to be here. He wanted to be coached. He wanted to get better. And what I like about it, him, too, is as a backup to Conley, he's a different look. He's He's bigger. And the fact, too, he has that ability, much like a different size, but he's not afraid, like Bogdanovich, to go inside and finish at the rim. And he's very good along the baseline. And Jeff Green's spot on. I just think he's a pro's pro. He's been in it long enough. He's very confident, smooth. And when the shot comes in his way, he doesn't hesitate. Uh, and he's uh, a good catch-and-shoot three. I'll add one more, one more player to this list. And despite the fact that Royce O'Neal did not take a shot last night, I think he's really becoming a very good shutdown uh, defender. Uh, that's why I think he has slipped in front of Joe Ingles. 
to be a starter. And the way he gets in front and is physical, uh, I think that's another plus in this lineup that they have to have. They've got to have kind of an enforcer. And, you know, Royce has been able to do that. And that's why this defense is soared. He's part of that, along with Gobert, obviously, and then channeling players into Rudy and also Rudy, just like Mark, what Mark Eaton did, guys, years ago. He alters shots. And that's not a stat you can keep, but you can see it happen on a nightly basis. So Rudy had a uh, quote after the Clipper game, uh, something to the effect of, well, the defense is much better now because we have urgency, you know, it was a preseason and uh, you don't have urgency in the preseason. But I talked to somebody who definitely doesn't want to be quoted about this, who said they were not worried about the first game because Rudy didn't play and they weren't really even worried about the second game. But they thought there actually was some effort, that Quinn was getting after the guys to try and up it defensively. And they also thought the players actually tried to up it defensively in the third and fourth preseason games. And that's when there started to be a little bit of concern. So was there real concern behind closed doors about the defense? And if so, is it gone now? Or was there never concern? And it's just you always got to be vigilant and you got to tweak. Because Joe Ingles made a little joke, but I'm not sure he was joking, about uh, <laughs> Quinn Snyder. You know, you prepared defensively, he was asked. And he said, you wouldn't ask that question if you'd been here the last week. <laughs> That's true. So what, how much concern think- was there and how much is it gone? I think there was concern, but it was also pointed towards, DJ, the acclimation of a very complicated system to a lot of new faces. And I I think that the concern was how long is this going to take? I think on paper they realized they had the defenders, and obviously the offense was a little bit ahead of the game, right? Uh, They usually – it is usually in in front of the defense. But um, the way the Jazz work it with – channeling everything Rudy's way and, and uh, the, 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 the verbiage that goes with it. I think Conley, again, being comfortable in that system for 12 years in Memphis uh, was a little overwhelmed. Why not? I think anybody would be after making a change in a job or a location or, you know, the verbiage is so important. And Boyan was a new face as well. And then you throw in, you know, um, you know, two other you know two other guys and Jeff Green and Ed Davis. So, and Emmanuel Moody. That's five. So there there was a lot of I think just the learning process. I think the 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 ability was there, but they just they just weren't sinking. And all of a sudden, I think you said the perfect word. Urgency says, all right, season starts. Let's get going. And and that's where uh, it just elevated itself. And now I think offensively too. Last night after four and a half games of being really frustrated offensively, Mike Conley awakes, uh, uh, and look what you have. I mean, if you can get both combinations of offense and defense, that's a rarity in this league. A lot of teams only are offensive-minded. Other teams really don't like to play defense. But Quinn Snyder demands both. And the roster, the beauty of this roster too, guys, is that on paper, again, all these players have the ability to do both. And I think that's why there's such an excitement uh, about this team. And, uh, you know, you hope it grows. I mean, you're four and one after five, and now you got the Kings who struggle, are struggling despite a pretty good preseason rematch with the Clippers. And then I think the really two good, really tests coming up will be the home games, Philadelphia. Embiid probably won't play after the roundhouse that he had with the Catman last night. And then, uh, of course, uh, the reigning MVP and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, that, again, the next week's another great test. I mean, this was no easy schedule to start the season for sure. Five games in eight days, and then you turn around and have to travel for two and come back and, and uh, play a couple of uh, tough, tough, high-level teams in the East. 
One level of concern that I have is in regard to the turnovers. Mm-hmm. Respond to that. Yeah, 19 and a half turnovers before last night, uh, PK. And so I did see some improvement despite some late turnovers in that game. But 15, you can probably live with. 12 would be really good. Uh, but you're, you know, for what, 23 down in Phoenix in a game that was yeah. just as ugly as right. any game I've ever been a part of, yet you win. So in the long run, you say, we'll take it. You win ugly. Uh, but again, I don't know, TK. You know, for my chair, and I think people talk. It's still is that. I think a lot of times, again, it's it's the blending of new faces, and they cut, and you're not there. And well, you're supposed to be. Well, I didn't know. So there's a turnover. Uh, Conley had struggles, man. Uh, I think anybody would agree. Uh, holding the ball uh, it seemed like when he drove, he got stripped. Last night, he just seemed like a regular Mike Conley. And you know, I look at the line; he still had two turnovers. But who won't take that? Uh, you know, at the point guard position as much as he handled the ball last night. So uh, hopefully little by little they improve in that category as well. Craig Bolderjack, TV voice of the Jazz, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So what do you think Quinn Snyder's worried about right now? Because a lot of Jazz fans are feeling great. It's 4-1. Eh, they're not really worried about anything. But Quinn, come on, he's a coach. Coach is always worried. Oh, Quinn – Look, you think any coach is ever really satisfied? No. I mean, he's going to work and concerned about Sacramento, a young team, uh, you know, Darren Fox and Buddy Yield, and how do you slow that tempo down because they love to run downhill, looking ahead probably to see if, well, you know, probably, you know, someone in that staff is looking ahead to the rematch with the Clippers and most likely preparing for Kawhi like they did in shoot-around yesterday before they knew that Kawhi Leonard uh, was going to be uh, – you know, left home or was left home because of load management. That's funny, I think. Load management in the fifth game of the regular season. But what do I know? Uh, Toronto did it last year. He played, what, 60, and they won a title. So I guess it works. I guess it works. I think I think he's just trying to continue. He'll, he, you know, in that interview that he always has, uh, guys, he would say, uh, we want to get better. And I think that's what his uh, mantra is right now. He's still not satisfied. And I think even the players in, in the postgame last night, they've been saying this for the last three weeks from training camp on, was, look, we know we have good talent, but, again, it takes time. And I don't, I don't sense any satisfaction uh, by any means. I think this team can become better on both ends of the ball. And that's kind of scary, to be honest with you, the, what, uh, because of what we saw again last night. I, I thought they hit a pretty good stride last night. But improvement can be made. And who can't play better, I guess, is the, is the way it is. But that's the way Quinn thinks. And he never lets those guys lose an edge. And that's the beauty of his coaching is that he wants and demands more. And you got to play D to play for Quinn Snyder. And I think they're, they're all learning that right now. So you said that they don't uh, – there's no satisfaction, which brings up – I thought you'd sing that, by the way. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. In my world – and we, we put this out earlier today about should I sing or not, and the response has been overwhelming to sing because I often oh, wonder – Oh, of course. And, yeah. Well, I mean, DJ thinks I shouldn't, but when we put it out to the listenership, it's, it's like 80 to 1 to keep singing. I don't, 80 it's, to 1. Yeah, it's not like yeah. I want to, but they demand it. Nicholas, okay, this, you know what? You have to go with what the masses exactly. uh, demand or demand. Right, and I don't we're doing the show for them. I mean, you get no satisfaction as Buller, one of your top hits. Buller, yeah. you, Jinso you Barroom Queen in Memphis. Right in the background. Uh, uh. 
<laughs> Not wow. yeah. Bowler, see, yeah. Bowler, you just yeah. pop off and say this stuff, but you leave. You don't have to deal with the consequences. I know. I know. I put you in a bad spot there. Exactly. You got to give know, the people what they want. Sometimes I just have to get a dose of PK. You know, one of the hits, one of the great hits so, from his albums and CDs. The uh, Brett McMurphy on uh, for Stadium that he works for put listed all the every Division One coach and conference commissioner in football. He put their favorite band, and so you had in our state, you had Sataki had Bob Marley, uh, Kyle had the Rolling Stones, and Gary Anderson had the Cars. Right, those were the three. So if we were to ask you your favorite band, what would be the answer? Well, it's 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 something that, you know, people scoff and laugh at, but I am truly a guy that loves rock and roll and Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk. Lawrence said Welk, yes. Boston. The, the greatest hits of Lawrence Welk and his band. You know, I I'm a big anytime I hear Def Leppard, I turn up the radio. Damn I do. I, I can't. And I'll tell you what, I know this is crazy, but the first album I bought was Foghat. Fool for Fog the City. Foghat. <laughs> Foghat. Yeah. And when I hear those those bands on, on radio, I just sit back and just go, wow, that, that and you know, it's, I love them. I, I love them. I've, I just saw Def Leppard twice in the last year. Went down to Vegas and saw them. Oh, sweet. And I thought, wow, what a great show. And they really, they really put on a great, a great show, and actually came out uh, to the crowd on this little stage, and played some kind of more mellow tunes. But you know, the drummer who lost his arm in that accident years ago, I just am mesmerized with the way the guy can do what he does with, with one arm, and the way that he was able to, you know, redo his uh, drums uh, and play with his feet. I mean, it's unreal. I think they're an interesting band, and I, I love listening to them. All right, there it is, Def Leppard. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. See, I think, PK, you have the range to hit this. Oh, easily, yeah. Oh, Paul, you're, you're mean. <laughs> yeah. Range is one of my strengths. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I can hear PK singing that lead. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right, Bowler. Well, thanks for pulling the pin on the grenade and then running off the show. Good work <laughs> You've got another hour and five. PK, uh, <laughs> you know, you can throw a couple of special hits in there before, you, before the day's out. Oh, easily, man. No problem. Yeah, I think I, I will. If, if, if that's what the people want. It's not like I want to do it, but if they want it, I'll do it. Yeah, totally. I yeah. get it. I get it. I, I understand people. your pain. Yeah. Nicholas says the scariest thing this Halloween is PK singing. <laughs> It's like a witch scream, isn't it? (laughs) Sorry, PK. It's okay. All right. Thank you, Bowler. All right, guys. See you soon. Craig Bowler Jack visiting with us every week right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Sergeant Jazz. Not saying PK should or shouldn't sing. All I'm saying is I changed the station. JJ Bean, though, my best friend growing up, sang just like PK, so it brings me pure joy. Yeah. He changes the station, which means he's on the station, and he comes back to the station. He's lying. He doesn't change the station. Steve says, sing it, PK. I need a good laugh this early in the morning. I have to give them what they want. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Joe Ingles will join us one hour from now, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Whoa! Whoa! Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. 
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Welcome in on Halloween. Just had Craig Bullerjack on, encouraging PK to sing. Joe Ingalls will be here. That's at 9.45, so stay tuned for that. I can sing Australian tunes if he wants. Well, we'll leave that up to him. Maybe he will want that. Hey, Azalea, I'm there for you, man. Sweet. The Bee Gees? <laughs> the Bee Gees. <laughs> Some of your great little river band, little river band, ACDC. Let's say ACDC. Olivia Newton John. Ah, oh, yes. Olivia Newton John, Gordon Monson, rocking that <laughs> big time. Me and Dick Harmon and Gordon went to see <laughs> Olivia Newton John. <laughs> the, I think it was the Thursday before the BYU Utah Vegas Bowl. Nothing as disturbing as the <laughs> image of the three of you singing Let Me Hear Your Body Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were replacing Donnie and Marie. What they do it at the Flamingo? And uh, Donnie and Marie's show, that's, which I, I've seen years ago, was uh, it's coming to an end here. And she's already moved on and doing some talk show thing. And uh, so we're there for Olivia. And so on that song, Let Me Hear Your Body Talk, some guys in the front row stood up started dancing and the one guy's got his hands above his head so his shirt comes up and his big gut is exposed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear your body talk and his guts rolling out underneath the shirt. <laughs> if his body is talking, what would it be saying? <laughs> you know when they raise their arms and their belly gets exposed? Oh man. That was a night I won't soon forget. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is we had free tickets, so Harmon has access. His buddy's got tickets somehow. So he calls me up. He says, hey, man, you doing anything tonight? And I said, no. I mean, I'm just sitting in a hotel, right? And, and it actually was my birthday. And Harmon's birthday, I think, is the day after. So he says, well, I got some tickets. I got, I got like uh, five tickets. To go see Olivia Newton-John at at uh, Flamingo. I thought, oh, I mean, be sitting in a hotel, right? Yeah, nothing. Right I mean, I'm a satin. How many rooms? How many nights I've spent bored out of my mind sitting in hotels on travel? So I said, yeah, sure. He said, okay, just be out at the uh, outside the arena there inside the hotel at like six thirty, and we'll meet you out in front. I said, okay. And then about twenty minutes later, Gordon calls me. I don't remember why he calls me, or maybe I called him. And he and his wife are driving down. And I said, well, hey, uh, Harmon, he's got some tickets. I'm going to go see. So what are you doing? I was going on. Yeah. Can he get some? Does he have extras? I said, well, all I know is he said, be outside the arena inside the hotel at 630. So I said, if you're there at 630, you probably can get in. So it was like two o'clock. And he set the speed record driving from Salt Lake to Vegas. Now, he gains an hour, obviously. But I show up at 6.30, and he's already there. Apparently, that was his childhood crush. You had Helen Hunt. He had Olivia Newton-John. Whatever works. And 
it's funny because I was telling my wife this story just the other day, and because uh, I think it was her birthday or something, and she's been battling cancer for years, and so I said my cousin Gordon loved Olivia and John. He would get front row seats every time she performed. And she said, oh, it must be something in the name. She remembered the uh, the Monson story of him just lusting after Olivia and <laughs> <Jean>. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. More on the Jazz win. What does it mean? Four and one start. And the winless Kings coming up, PK. Can you smell five and one? Oh, for sure. Looking forward to that Clipper rematch Sunday. Kawhi better play there. Need a measuring stick for this team. Another big game. All right, DJ and PK, more on the Jazz next. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.